Best best football theme of all time. <laughs> you got me in the mood now. I know. What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hill, and along with your fellow hosts, Matt Bear Kaczynski and Alex the Marine Ruiz. Gentlemen, we fired up tonight, ready to go. Yeah, um, yeah that, that got me going. That got me even more fired up. Let's, there we go. There let's we go. Do it. So, uh, We've got, uh, we've got quite a bit to get into tonight. This is definitely a show we've been talking about for a little while now. Um, some preparation definitely went into tonight's show. Hopefully the content is good um, and something all of our listeners enjoy. Uh, we will um, once again get into what's, uh, what's happening around the NFL. And, and boys, we're only a week away from kicking off the football uh, in a game that matters, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's kind of uh, amazing that we actually got to this point because uh, I'll tell you what, a couple months ago, it did not feel like we were going to be doing this at That's all. That's right. Uh, I'm with you. And, I mean, you know it's close because we've got a fantasy football draft on Friday. I mean, we're we're, we're getting down to, uh, you know, roster. Rosters have to be uh, finalized by 4 p.m. on Saturday. I mean, we're getting there. It's almost – The nitty-gritty. Yeah, it's almost football time. So, uh, that's, that's exciting for us. Uh, hopefully, it's exciting – for all of our listeners as well. Um, so without, without uh, further ado, we will, uh, we will get into the show tonight. As always, brought to you by our partners at uh, String Sports Brewery in historic Springfield, uh, just past downtown on Main Street 9th. Uh, our, our buddy Colby and his family running a great place. Uh, Mondays, like I said, they've got their, uh, their 75-cent wings. Tuesdays, they got their $25 takeout special thursdays they're five dollar burgers great food great beer great atmosphere great people go see them down there uh at string sports brewery uh our, our proud partners uh to bring you pound the pig skin here tonight so um with that being said we will uh we will start our show with our first segment um that we always uh start the show off with um, and that is our drink of the night, sponsored by Engine 15 Brewing Company. And football is one of the reasons why we drink tonight. I am uh, I'm going with some of my Breckenridge uh, bourbon that my brother got me, um, as well as a Boone Creek Blonde Ale from um, Appalachian Mountain Brewery. Up in uh, Boone, North Carolina. Shout out Mountaineers. Uh, I know that town's getting ready for football season. So, um, yeah, football is one of the many reasons why we drink, and that's why I'm, I'm drinking tonight. What are you guys having? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm drinking on some uh, tequila, some Jose Silver uh, with a ginger ale. Oh, excellent. Excellent combo. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's good. I actually don't know if I've ever heard of anybody drinking tequila and ginger, but I like it. Bro. Yeah, Matt, Matt, did you like my uh, my little Justin Moore intro into the segment tonight? <laughs> I, I did very much appreciate some uh, – I, I, I like this production value you've brought to the podcast this week there, sir. Um, I'll tell you what. If you saw how this production got done, you'd be like, that's the most Afro-engineered Jimmy Rigg setup ever. But I'm getting it done. All right, MacGyver. He's um, our own personal DJ. Yeah, right? All right. Well, since you brought up Justin Moore and, uh, you know, country is kind of synonymous with whiskey. Uh, I got a little two stars bourbon with a, uh, you know, my new uh, go to favorite uh, bush latte. So let's get into this tonight. Bush latte. 
all day, every day, baby. Bush latte That's is the, the new go-to. All so right. we will, um, we will, uh, we will start our our NFL uh, whip around segment um, tonight with um, who who over the past week. You know, we like I said, we we um, we cover all kinds of roster moves and things that have happened around the league. So <laughs> first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna talk. We're gonna see uh, who got paid. <laughs> <laughs> and uh we'll start that off with uh with shout out to taylor decker the uh the offensive tackle for the lions six-year deal deal 85 million dollars 37 million guaranteed he's going to be listening to the ojs because he's loving the money he just got from the detroit lions yeah man he just got that's a, you know i always People get really mad when they invest in their offensive line like that. I I think that was a great signing by them. I mean, yeah, great draft that, pick. They're paying them. I don't know any team in the NFL that doesn't have anybody that they paid on an offensive line. So you know, good for you, Lions. Way to step up and actually pay somebody on a team that's going to help you for the future. Yeah, I mean, let's let's face it. You got a you got your best offensive lineman. He's a homegrown guy, a guy you drafted. You always want to pay your guy. Yeah. You got to protect Stafford for whatever he's got left in the tank. And you're trying to build a running game with Kerryon Johnson and DeAndre Swift. So it, it makes all too much sense. Um, so good good for them. Honestly, he's a guy that if I, I, the char- I would love if the Chargers had a left tackle like him. You know, I'm sure right. you guys can say the same thing with the Giants. So Hopefully uh, Andrew Thomas becomes that guy that we're paying. Yeah, that kind of contract. Know. Never know. So good on – Good on you, uh, Lions. Uh, we still think you're going to struggle this year, but at least you made the right move. And why are you being why are you being nice about it? They're going to suck. Who said? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we'll get into the hard, the cold hard facts here in a little. Man, while. we are. You're throwing one team out of it. This is going to be this is going to be one hell of a ride tonight. Listen, before we start bashing teams, let's or, or let's get into really what was especially a local headline here this week. <laughs> the, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, owned by Shad Khan, run by uh, Caldwell, and, uh, and coached by Marone, decided that, okay, they were going to trade Yannick Ngakwe. We knew about that. They traded him. They got a second-round pick and a conditional fifth to Minnesota. Fine. Yannick wanted to get out of here so bad, he told Minnesota, I'll take $6 million less, and I'll let your franchise tag me next year just get me the heck out of the 904 okay fine but the jacksonville jaguars then went ahead and released their starting running back leonard fournette who was the fourth overall pick in the 2016 draft he was on his fourth year the end of his rookie deal because they were not they did not pick up his fifth year option i understand that so he was in a contract year he's arguably their best offensive player um and the reason that's debatable in a way yeah, they they gave him away for nothing. They let him go, and obviously there was some there was something they didn't like that they're not telling us the truth about because to yeah, say did. that you are comfortable with the talent and the guys you've got in your running back group, but you let Fournette go because he doesn't fit your scheme. No, I don't. I don't buy that at all. Well, that's not what the issue was. There was yeah, a story. That's that, what they said. That story, may not be the issue, but that's no. what they said. There was a story that came out yesterday about it. Yeah. That they liked, they liked the guys that they got in the room. Marone said they tried to trade him, couldn't get anything for him. No, which no, no. Means it's that after you're devaluing that. Devaluing the guy. It was after that. So yesterday there was a story that broke that it turned out that there was actually a bunch of players that went to like I guess I would assume, you know, 
upper management and were pretty much expressing their displeased or displeasure with Fournette, I guess, in the offseason. Or, you know, I don't know what changed because he seemed like he got his stuff together moving into the season. But that's what the evidently, were. evidently, there's a lot of players that did not really want him on the team and were not happy with him. And to me, that just tells me that maybe there wasn't as much coaching culture problem as there was player culture problem and then you got a combination of the two because nobody should be there because they all suck that's right the big big miss is on the jaguars front office when scouting and drafting this guy because they clearly missed something well he had problems in lsu so i don't know why people thought he was like everybody else in the nfl found out that he wasn't a guy to take coming out of lsu at least that high except for the jaguars who took him so yeah that's the big that's the big issue here. The even bigger problem is that there's no way you can tell this fan base that you're trying to win football games with the moves that you're making and the roster you're putting together. I- I'm sorry. I don't buy it. If this is the prove-it year for Gardner Minshew, I feel bad for the guy. It better not be no, the prove-it year for him. He's going to have no help. Personally, I think the Jaguars need to stop. Or they need to not fall into this hype of – what the NFL likes to do in terms of tanking for a quarterback or tanking for X player. And they need to go play in damn football. And you know what? If they're there at the number one spot and Trevor Lawrence is there, you know, decide. Did Minshew put up good enough numbers? I don't think this should be a make it or break it year for him. I think he's good. Um, I'll keep it short at that. But I mean, I, you know, I, it's I, a culture I, cleanup is what I personally, I think it's a culture cleanup. This is the last guy that had any problem with the front office from you know, the past couple of years, which is on ownership for choosing these guys to begin with. But I think it's a culture cleanup, and I think they're trying to move on and get past the old, the, just the old, I guess, stigma that was there in Jacksonville as being, I guess, a bad team to play for, which the record proves that it was. But I think it's more <laughs> of a culture cleanup. I, I think you know, it's a character I, cleanup. I don't – I. I agree and I disagree. Um, I agree that it's probably a culture cleanup, although everything pointed to, you know, Fournette cleaning up his act and everything like that, right? It, it, all signs pointed to that. All reports pointed to that. I think they that. really wanted him to. And he was he, he was at camp. He was doing what he, they asked him to do. So everything looked like he was, you know, he was hitting the marks that they were expecting him to hit. I do, however, think that this is going to be a prove-it year for Gardner Minshew. Yeah. The only reason I say that is because this is a you're on the hot seat Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell. End of story. I mean, if they can't string together a winning season or or a con, you know consecutive wins, two three wins, they're going to be out the bag. And that new regime coming in, they're probably not going to hang on to them. Alex, your point your point has already been made. Name how many general managers get to do not one rebuild, not two rebuilds, rebuilds. but <laughs> three rebuilds with the same freaking franchise. There's something that they just. I, I mean, if Sean Khan has no problem firing his management staff and the people that built his Fulham team over there in England when they're, you know, relegated and out of the Premier League. But yet he'll keep Caldwell around to do a rebuild after, you know, the whole Blaine Gabbert thing. He's doing a rebuild, do a rebuild after a rebuild. After the, Blaine, <laughs> the, the Bortles thing. Now he's about to rebuild again. I mean, yeah, this I, guy is like a freaking cat with nine lives. So, I mean, it just goes without saying. Well, he is the Jaguars. I don't think that would make sense. I'll say it this way. I don't think it's a prove it year for Gardner Minshew in the, in the terms of his skill set or his productivity. I just think it's a prove it year because he's now having to show whoever might potentially come in and coach this team next year. 
that he has the skill set to be their starting quarterback yeah, and doesn't get I replaced. Mean, to me, that's still a pro- that's still a prove it year. Prove that you can play in this league. It is a prove it year, but I think it's a prove it year that actually carries weight of hey, I if I can produce numbers, I'm I should stay here. And I think I personally will He's going to have no choice but to hum that tater and put up numbers. They're not going to be able to run the ball, and they're going to be down by three touchdowns. I'm not disagreeing, but I think think Gardner Minshew has a prove-it year to what you guys are saying, but is also a guy – I think he puts up good numbers, and I think he actually stays in Jacksonville. I think he's decent, but they've now put him at a severe disadvantage because they don't really have a run game. Absolutely. He's at a a disadvantage to win. I think he definitely stays in Jacksonville, whether he's the starter or backup, because he's proven that he's at least good enough to play, and he's cheap. It's evident. What are the Jags going to do? They have to throw the ball. They they don't yeah. have a, a feature yeah. back there's anymore. No so way, there's no way. There's no way their plays gonna are going to be obvious. Listen, I mean, he was he was at Washington State, and he led the nation in passing yards, throwing it seventy times a game for the Pirate Mike Leach. Well, he's going to have say, to do it fifty times here in Jacksonville because they're not going to be able to run and they're going to be down. Yep. I mean, hey, honestly, he's going to be a good fantasy quarterback to have. That's uh, yeah, that's that's shocking to say. <laughs> I I don't think it's that shocking actually. I mean, they're going to be an aired out team. They got nothing else to do. Right, I mean, right. So uh, that that. So you guys, aren't, you, I mean, you guys aren't really confident in Chris Thompson being the veteran running back in the backfield. Oh come on now! No, come start, on, dude. Chris Thompson spilled out of like trash. four teams, man. He's that's no a good. hot take that needs to get flushed right down the shitter. Let's let's think about let's think about how bad the Washington Redskins. <laughs> dude, are. I'm totally kidding. No, it's, I know. I'm just that's saying. your veteran. That is no offense. All all our Jags fans that we got a bunch of friends that listen to this podcast that are Jags fans. No offense. That's your veteran presence in the backfield. Yeah. Good fucking luck. Yeah, good luck. I'm um, yeah, exactly. So like I said, the, from a, if you look at it from a football winning games perspective, letting go of Fournette yeah. does not help you. No. But if you're trying to team you know, morale maybe and yeah, maybe team chemistry to re- maybe reset the culture, but the talent with no. the whole reset the culture argument to no. me is that you still have the same coach and same GM there. You yep. should have drafted a running back so, at some point in the draft. How much there's of no that way culture, you didn't think it's going to happen? Culture comes. Culture, are you resetting? With culture comes guys? from the top down, man. If, yeah. if the I'm, culture at the top isn't working, it's not going to work. We know culture on. comes from the top down because some teams have head coaches that jump into mud puddles to recover football <laughs> during practice. You know, judge all day. Baby. And then <laughs> other and then other coaches say, "Oh, well, we tried to trade the guy and we literally couldn't get anything for him." Yeah, I don't believe that. So that's, anyway. That's... So that so that was what what happened um, here in town that obviously made national news was Fournette going. Um, unfortunately, we've got another part of our NFL whip around segment that we are now uh, dubbing "Another One Bites the Dust." There's a lot. Mm-hmm. 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 Thank you, Freddie Mercury. Another one bites the dust. And unfortunately, Alex has been spot on with the prediction with the crystal ball that uh, guys have been dropping like flies um, injury wise. So some some notables, we saw another Philadelphia Eagle get injured (laughs) starting starting safety. Will Parks is going to be out four to six weeks. Uh, That just happened today. Um, We saw something uh, out west as well with the uh, the Vegas uh, Raiders, Tyrell Williams is going to be out for the season. He got put on IR with a shoulder injury, so there's another one who bites the dust. And, of course, the biggest one and probably the biggest offseason injury so far, um, surprise, surprise, comes from your San Diego Chargers. And once again, 
It's Derwin James. Uh, he had a meniscus knee injury, underwent surgery, got placed on IR today, out for the season for the Chargers, a game-changing a game changing, uh, safety and defensive player, dramatically hurting the Chargers' uh, chances at um, being an improved team this year. So very painful for me, uh, very painful for Charger fans, and obviously the most painful for Derwin James, who – was primed and ready to go after missing 11 games last year and was an, a first-team All-Pro as a rookie. It's a tough loss and a very tough pill to swallow um, if you're a Charger fan. Um, and like I said, probably the biggest uh, injury so far this offseason. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's definitely one of the most notable injuries out there. Yeah. I mean, we, can, we can go back and forth and see who's out there and you know see the guys that are going to be out for the season or – getting dropped to reserve or whatever the case may be. But if you go through and look at injury reports in terms of, you know, guys that are just out for whatever reason, I mean, there's, there's quite a few teams out here right now that have four five, six players that are on, on their injury list. And they're not, they're not injured in terms of questionable. They're injured as they're out. Like they're, they're either dropping into reserves or they're going to get cut here in a couple of days. That's right. There's definitely some changes and some shaking up that's getting ready to happen. Does um, this mean that Derwin James may have lost his spot as a safety for the Chargers now? Well, I mean, for this year, obviously. I mean, he's going to mm. he's going to come back next year, and he'll he'll have to earn you know being being guaranteed a starting spot. But that's, I think that's, that's kind of what I mean, though. Like, no, look, you y'all have heard me on this podcast. We literally talked about it like what two weeks ago. I no. love Derwin James, but the guy can't stay healthy. And at this point, this is the year I think he was going to maybe turn around and become a... superstar. He is not a healthy guy when it comes to being on the field. And, you know, I think maybe it's time that he gets his spot next year, but he's going to have to really earn it. And this is a way for the Chargers to try to start tweaking a way to get a uh, <clears throat> set starting safety duo. Well, get hurt. we'll uh, we'll certainly get into our roster predictions here in a second, but I mean, he, he's going to be safe in terms of making the team when he comes back. I think they'll be as precautious as they possibly can now, now that he's had injury history. Uh, this just brings back too many painful memories of the Chargers with Jason Verrett, who was a pro <laughs> bowl and an all pro, and then just year after year getting hammered with injuries as a first-round pick with a ton of talent. The Chargers do not need that kind of luck. Um they've got it tough enough as it is because they always seem to just shoot themselves in the foot, even with their fully healthy and talented. So this definitely puts a, a damper on, uh, on how successful I think their defense can be as a whole, just because of how dynamic and, and Swiss army knife like he is. Um, but the season's not over. I just think that their, their, uh, their ceiling is now lowered without Darwin James. So we'll, uh, we'll see how it progresses and, uh, Gus Bradley is really going to have to earn his money with how he schemes guys into positions and things like that. So uh, it'll be it'll be interesting. So if anybody can do it, though, as much as it's weird to say for any of our Jags fans, actually, if there's anybody that I think can do it, I think it's Gus Bradley. He's had to do it year in and year out, piecing together defenses with injuries. This is just another another normal year for the Chargers. Unfortunately, I hate to say it there, bud, but yeah. I mean, That's true. I mean, we're already, we're down Mike Williams for a few weeks that shoulder. Now it's Derwin at the knee for the year. You know, God, God help us. We'll see. So but, hey. this conversation, though, will transition us into the uh, the roster predictions that we're going to go through for our team. So we'll start. I'll start with the Chargers and then we'll uh, 
let you guys get into the Giants. Um, so do it. I think uh, I think as we as we talk about the Chargers for the first time in a while, um, I'll go I'll go pretty quickly here. I think the first time in a while they're going to actually keep three quarterbacks. Uh, in the past, it's just been Philip Rivers and then obviously Tyrod Taylor. Now that uh, the backup quarterback is uh, is Justin Herbert, I think they're going to keep three. So I, Tyrod Taylor has been named the starter. The rookie Herbert will be the the backup, and Easton Stick will be the third string quarterback. So I think they'll keep three uh, running backs. I think they'll keep three running backs and a fullback. It should be no surprise. It's going to be Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, and then the rookie Josh Kelly out of UCLA. And then Gabe Neighbors will be the rookie fullback. Um, wide receiver is interesting. So Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are the shoe-ins. Um, they're going to have some rookies uh, that are going to make this uh, receiving core that are going to get a lot of playing time. So K.J. Hill, who was the late seventh-round pick. Joe Reed was the third-round pick out of Virginia. I think those two guys are going to make it. I think Darius Jennings um, could be the, a potential veteran uh, slot guy that they brought in as a free agent. And then um, my, my sleeper sixth wide receiver is going to be their speed guy, Jalen Guyton. Um, it could be Jason Moore, but I think Jalen Guyton is going to be their, their guy just because he's got the 4-3 type of speed that Anthony Lynn wants. So Keenan Allen, K.J. Hill, uh, Darius Jennings, Mike Williams, Joe Reed, and, and Jalen Guyton, six wide receivers. Tight end, they'll keep three. Obviously, Hunter Henry, uh, knock on wood, he stays healthy. Virgil Green is the veteran mm-hmm. backup. And I know they signed um, Parnum um, from the XFL, but I actually think that Steven Anderson will be the third uh, tight end just because he's got more experience in the in the league um, and in their system. The O-line, God God help us <laughs> if, uh, if this unit stays healthy. Um, Balaga and Trey uh, Turner are the obvious ones with Mike Pouncey. Um, I think uh, Balago will be the right tackle. Turner will be the right guard. Pouncey will be the center. I think um, Dan Feeney will be the left guard. And I think uh, Sam Tevy is going to win that left tackle spot. So there's five. And then I think that your, uh, your backup lineman, you'll have uh, Forrest Lamp. You'll have Trey Pipkins. You'll have uh, Trent Scott. And you'll have um, Scott Quesenberry. So you've got a swing tackle, um, really two tackles, a swing guard. And a, and a center slash guard. Uh, so I think they'll keep uh, those guys at offensive line. Um, Lord knows we need them to stay as healthy as possible. So that's – I've got them keeping uh, nine offensive linemen. On defensive uh, on the defensive line, I've got them keeping uh, nine as well. Bosa and Ingram as the, as the starting rush ends. Isaac Rochelle and Jesse Lemonaire as the, as the backup. Um, Bill Evil Sprinkle and Uchenna Nuoso, who's listed as a linebacker, but he kind of spells Melvin Ingram anyway. The the interior D lineman, Linville Joseph, Jerry Tillery, uh, no surprise there. JJ, Justin Jones, um, Cortez Broughton, and Damon Square, who's kind of a true nose tackle. The linebackers you're going to have, uh, and my, my gut tells me that the rookie Murray will be a starter to go along with uh, Denzel Perriman and Drew Tranquil. Uh, Yuchenna Nwosu will be that uh, off-ball off linebacker, rush linebacker. Um, Kazir White, same kind of thing. Nick Vigil is uh, the guy that they brought in in free agency to be um, kind of Drew Tranquil's backup at, at the mic position. And then Ameki Igbule is more of a core special team linebacker. Um, so nothing, nothing too shocking there. I, the secondary now is interesting um, with uh, 
Derwin being placed on IR. So I think what they're going to do here is they're going to keep three true safeties in Nasir Adderley, Rayshon Jenkins, and the rookie Alohi Gilman. Um, and I think what they'll do is they'll now allow Desmond King, who is their slot corner, to play slot um, and a little bit of free safety. I think they're going to move Rayshon over to strong and let Nasir Adderley be the uh, starting free safety. Um, and then the rest of the secondary, you'll still have Casey Hayward, uh, Chris Harris, Michael Davis, Brandon Faison, Quentin Meeks. And I think because Derwin James is gone, Tavon Campbell will make the spot um, as a corner. And then obviously uh, the special teams guys, Michael Badgley, that kicker, the honey badger, he's money. Um, and then Ty Long, the punter. So nothing, nothing too shocking. I think that the most interesting uh, spots will be what they do at secondary now with Derwin James and then who – who they ultimately end up picking to be their their five and six guys at the wide receiver position, and then um, if, how many interior defensive linemen they decide to take. So three quarterbacks for the first time in a little while just because of the, the lack of experience behind Tyrod. Um, but like I said, I think the secondary uh, will be the, uh, the interesting thing as they cut it down this Saturday. So we'll see. And like I said uh, – the, the position group out of this 53 that needs to stay the healthiest is the offensive line, or otherwise uh, I'm going to be drinking a lot of whiskey. <laughs> you and us both. I think it's actually interesting that I, I kind of, once I saw that Derwin James went down, I'm like, hmm, I had the exact same thought about Desmond King. And I'm like, he's a guy that's always been kind of floating around as being that, you know, kind of playmaker, but not quite a starter. And then maybe this gives him some, you know, reps to be able to, really showcase himself as honestly just another body they have in the backfield that is really freaking good on that secondary. Yeah. So. The only other thought that popped into my head is do they bring in a uh, free agent safety that's been here before on the team, like Jaleel Adai or Roger Teamer? Um, I don't think so. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think, think a lot so of teams either. do that this year because yeah. I think the way this camps have gone, it's such a weird camp year that I think a, you don't see a lot of those kind of moves because – these guys have like come together in a completely different way. Yeah. So I, I don't see them. I think if they were going to do it, it would have happened already. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Um, but that, that's the, that's the chargers uh, roster. I want to see what you guys think. Uh, we'll go through the same order for what you think the giants are going to dress out uh, this year. So who do you got them keeping in the quarterback room? Uh, it's, you know, I think it's going to be a – they kept – their roster right now is, like, really difficult to narrow down. They kept there, – there's a lot of competitions at a lot of different positions. Um, I think Danny Dimes gets a start. I don't – obviously, that's not debatable. Um, I don't know about you, Alex, but I've – I got Colt McCoy being second because he's had a really good camp. Oh, you have Colt McCoy going second? I have him first. Oh, really? You think it's Colt McCoy's team now? <laughs> cool. Just kidding. No, so really I, you know, I agree with you, man. I think I think I don't think we're going in with four, though. I think we're going to go in with three quarterbacks. I think they actually wind up stashing Tanny as like a practice squad. I don't think they dress three guys. I really don't. Yeah, I, I see them. I see them going three. I see obviously Daniel Jones is the starter. He's been committed to by Joe Judge. Yep. Uh, Colt McCoy obviously is proven he's healthy and he's good to go. He's got uh, a lot of a lot of really good news about him out of camp. So that that's yeah. always good there. And then. I think they keep Cooper Rush there running the practice squad – or not the practice squad, but, you know, 
just the alternates and the, and the travel team um, only, only because of his familiarity with, with uh, Jason Garrett's system. Yeah. But I think, I think that's the advantage he has. I think Tanny actually ends up getting that spot just because of him being a veteran. So we so disagree got... on the third quarterback. Yeah. Yep. So, so Matt, you've got two dressing. Alex has three dressing. I personally yeah. don't think they dress beyond Colt McCoy, to be honest. So, okay. Right. What about in the? It's uh, a waste of a spot. In, in the backfield, um, what are you guys keeping in the backfield? Um, I've got obviously the best running back in the NFL, Saquon That's Barkley. Right. Um, I think the change of pace back for them will be Deion Lewis. Um, you know, just familiarity there in Georgia, just system and coming from, you know, Tennessee and New England, he knows kind of what's going on. I think that's why he has a leg up on Wayne Gallman, um, who is my third uh, running back behind everybody else on that, on that depth chart there. Uh, again, I, we're shocking. We're going to disagree. I oh, actually, <laughs> I think Wayne Gallman technically gets slotted as your second, but I think they honestly use Gallman and Dion kind of as like, I think they're going to be very situational, and I think they're going to probably get very similar reps. I really, I don't think there's going to be a big difference between the two. And the one thing I've heard about Gallman and Camp that I like finally is apparently he looks like he's got soft hands. Um, so I think that's going to give him a leg up on Deion Lewis, who, yes, I know can catch the ball, but I think Gallman, being a little younger, being in this team for so long, I, I think he gets maybe a couple more reps than Deion Lewis. But I really think it's going to be obviously the Saquon show and then Deion Lewis and Wayne Gallman kind of get split time behind them. So all right, they don't really have a power back. See, they don't have a power back. So it's like neither one of them I could say, oh, for sure. But it does make Mm. me think that they may actually possibly dress Eli Penny again as that power guy. I I think Eli Penny will be the fullback. I think they keep him on roster, which is surprising to me because I really liked Sandro Plattsgummer and I really liked Javon. Yeah, but he's got a little too far to go and it's a weird year. I think they stash him on practice squad and let him roll. So four in the backfield, three running backs and a fullback. Um, I, yeah, Yeah. I don't know. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So then we'll move to the wide receiver position. You guys obviously, well, I'm guessing you're you're both got uh, Shep Sterling, Tate. Shepard, yeah, uh, Shep, Shep Tate and Slayton are obviously the big three. Well, and actually, I, I think it's going to be I think it's Shep and Slayton and then Tate to be honest. Well, I'm just saying for the number ones. Well, I'm just saying I think the number one I think number one is going to be Shep because he's had a good camp and they've liked where he's been becoming um, a leader. And he's there was an incident where it happened where he would have gotten a penalty in a mock game situation. And Judge made him run, and he actually came back in the locker room and said, you know what, hey, I need a guy to keep me accountable. So I think Shep's buying into Judge, so he gets the number one spot. And then I think Slayton, because he's got the Jones connection, and Tate will run in as your third to, you know, maybe they'll kick him at slot sometimes. Yeah. Um, So who else is rounding out that receiving core? I think Corey Coleman definitely gets in. Um, He's had a really good camp. He's strong again. He's healthy. Yep. Um, I definitely, you know, I liked when we signed him last year. I was, I was excited and then he got injured and I was like, damn, right, so that's man. four. Um, uh, I also think that they keep, um, David Sills. Yep. And, uh, CJ board. I think Ooh. board could be a guy that maybe doesn't dress out every week. Yeah. But I, I think he makes the roster and but, yeah. I know, I know a lot of people are expecting, uh, Alex Bachman to make the roster, but I think, nah. I think Sills gets. Um, it. I think I think Sills will make it, but I think Benjamin Victor will actually get that spot over Bachman. I don't even. I don't think they. I just. I just think he's more similar to Cody Core, and we just dropped him to the IR. So yeah, 
I don't. I think they only dress like five to six each week. I don't think they're going to dress that many unless they have injuries. I really don't because I see, I see them using a lot of roster spots in the defense and on the line. So yeah. So Alex, you've got them dressing six. Matt, at most. Uh, I think at, at most, most six. six, but probably five. five. All yep. right. What about uh? What about your tight ends? Who you got Evan Ingram? But who else is suiting up? Who do you uh, got here? Because I'm interested to see if you've got the same that I do. I do. I probably do. I've got I've got three. Yep. I've got Evan Ingram. Obviously, um, yep. he's healthy. He's doing well. They're liking what he's doing. I think they keep Caden Smith because of how well he was. Um, and I think they take uh, Toy Toilolo there, Levine Toilolo. Over Garrett Dickerson. I've seen Toy, Toy Lolo like slotted. As- I think they take him because he's a run blocker, not a pass. Catcher. Oh, no, 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 no. He's definitely going to probably dress. And he's, I mean, he's definitely making a team and he's probably going to dress. But I think Caden Smith is your locked in second because he literally is almost like a poor man's Evan Ingram in a way. Yeah. Like literally he's almost the spinning image, except he can block better than Evan Ingram. Yeah, he's so. the blocking version of Ingram. <laughs> exactly. So I think. I, I think they literally found the blocking version of Ingram and Caden Smith yeah. last year. So, yeah. there you go. He's so my three, two. three tight ends, no shock. And if you keep a fullback, it's almost like having a, an emergency one there. And not- I think it could become week to week. I mean, you may want to run a power game, so you throw Eli Penny into dress. They or- did say they would play situational football. So, yeah. and that's happen. why I'm saying there's a lot of. You're going to see, I- you're gonna see fringe guys uh, dress oh. or not dress a lot. I think that's going to be the Giants' mo. Yeah. I think he's they're going to pull that Belichick style of like you don't really know the entire, you know who's going to be an option for the Giants this week. Yeah. So well, that's my that's my that. question with the next position group is the Hog <laughs> Mollies. Who 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 are they keep? How many are they keeping on the offensive line? Oh. And, and who are they? Are they keeping nine? Are they keeping ten? I think they keep, you know. I think they keep nine. And no, I think they keep ten. I don't. I don't see it. I don't. I don't see They it, have man. to, and it's only reason why they're keeping ten is because the guy that everybody want thought was going to start earlier in camp is going to be stuck, like just pulling dead weight, but they can't cut him because it's not cost effective. So, and that's Spencer Pulley. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, them signing not John starting. Papio today kind of throws a wrench into that whole thing. Well, that tells you that Spencer Pulley is not going to be getting a lot of time. So, so we got who are we who are we, we keeping for sure? Well, Andrew Thomas, Andrew Thomas obvious. Will Hernandez. Kevin yep. Zeitler and Matt Hurt are going to be the front. That's going to be, and that's going to be your four outside of tackle now, yeah. which is crazy because Pert literally just came out of like nowhere on campus getting the right tackle job and is like blowing them away. Now he's got some work to do for sure, and they got worked in the scrimmage. But so it sounds like the center position is the question mark so far because you got nope. Pulley, I actually don't Calipio, think it's a question mark. Gates. It's not a question mark. It's Nick Gates. Literally. Judge never names guys by name a lot in post practice like meetings, and he's mentioned Nick Gates like three times. Yeah, right, so. so then Gates is your fifth. Now you got now Alex thinks you're only keeping four more. You think you're keeping five more. So who's who's yeah. the who's the plugins and the backups? So yeah. I think Jalapio, They literally signed as a guy. They just signed just him today. Case. So. But I think the guy that everybody needs to watch out That's for that six. literally could fit his way into the starting lineup, depending on what Gates does, maybe. Or even what Zeitler does is Shane Tyler Haycraft. Whoa, what? Really? Yep. Right, I so mean, you got uh, a different, you got a different opinion there because Alex, Alex, so, and Shane Lemieux could could see some time. Yeah, Tyler I think, Haycraft. I think Shane, is, Shane Lemieux would do it, and nope. Cam Fram, Cam Cameron Fleming. 
I'm not disagreeing that Cam Fleming is definitely making it. There's no chance. There's no way. So Fleming is going to be our backup. Swing swing tackle for sure. Yeah. Who? Fleming Fleming is a swing tackle. Uh, He could be guard too, though. Your swing guard or center. Well, Fleming could be your tackle. He could be a swing tackle or play guard. So it's going to depend. I mean, you could slot him a couple of different spots. Haycraft has had a good camp, and he's been mentioned by name. And again, Judge is kind of like that traditional coach, old school, that doesn't really, you know, sit there and throw a bunch of names. And he has mentioned Haycraft like twice, especially so after the scrimmage. Haycraft. Alex, do you have Haycraft? No, I don't. No, okay. So there's well, another, there's so another difference the, right there. So my nine. He turned heads literally on one play enough that they're thinking he could make the team. Yeah. He literally blew up a play for Barkley, and Barkley literally went up to him and goes, dude. Hell of a block. He what are your uh, What are your nine play. that the Giants are carrying, Alex? Mine are Thomas Hernandez, Pulley, Zeitler, Pert. Those are the front five. There's your five. I've you got, got Pulley at center? Yeah, right now. Yeah, only because I look. I know that they want to put Nick Gates in there. I think they ride with Pulley at first, though. Um, <laughs> maybe, they, maybe they keep Fleming, they keep Gates, they keep Lemo, and then they keep Halapio. Those are my nine. I don't see Taylor. I don't see okay. Haycraft making it. I don't see Kyle Murphy making it. I don't see Eric no. Smith making it. And um, Nate, Solder, Nate Solder went, opted out the season, so obviously yeah. he's not making it. So those are my front nine. All right, fair enough. I think so Matt, you and got Haycraft, the, it's, you've got the same, except you've got Haycraft. Yeah, I think Haycraft's going to make it, but I think it is a crapshoot because they're they are playing close to the chest and they're not really giving too much. So we're close on that, though. So, so here, we'll here's the interesting it. one then, as we move to the defensive side of the ball, because you guys are more suited for a 3-4 style of defense, yep. how many down linemen are you guys keeping? Five. Uh, I think they keep five. So you guys both got five. So Matt, uh, what are your five? I, uh, I think it could be five to six. And, again, it's they're playing the matchup game. They're going to play mm, best sure, available. But what, what, would you predict, what would you project they're keeping? Actually, I'm going to say six. I'm saying it right now. I got it down. I'm, I'm sticking with it, six. So who are your six that they're keeping? So my front three starters mm-hmm. is going to be Dexter Lawrence at the left side. I think you're going to have Dalvin Tomlinson as your down nose tackle. And I think you're going to have Leonard Williams on the right side. All right. And then I think you're going to get a heavy rotation of uh, Chris Slayton. Wait, who did you have a tackle? Nose tackle? Yeah. Dalvin Tomlinson. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. And then I think you're going to have Slayton rotate in with Tomlinson a healthy amount. I think you're going to have B.J. Hill getting some time to back up Williams. And then – Give me my Canes, boy. I think RJ McIntosh makes the team and dresses because they're going to want – because I personally think that um, they're going to throw a lot of rotation on defense because uh, – what is what is his name? I can't believe I'm asking this. Defensive coordinator. Good God. Patrick Graham. Patrick Graham. Good. Woo! I think Pat, Patrick Graham is already pretty much stated, and we already know it, that he's going to run very untraditional probably like – Lineups, and he's I mean, gonna. I mean, they Mac said, they could get it started he's, with Tomlinson. So, Matt, so he runs a base three four. Oh, I know, but he's also gonna drop probably guys down. He's gonna run whatever's gonna work for the matchup, which is why I think he's gonna dress six down linemen. Alex, you got how many down linemen dressing? Five. Who's, Who's your five? I've got obviously Dex, Tomlinson, and Williams. Perfect. Yeah. Out of necessity. Yep. Um, I think B.J. Hill makes it again. He's, he's yep. They've used B.J. Hill this camp more than I've Love seen B.J. them Hill. use him over the last couple of years. And he dude, got in on the scrimmage a lot. talked about him the last two years. Like, dude, why isn't he getting more snaps? Because every time they put him in, the dude made a play. Wow. Um, I, I think he makes it. He's my four. 
And I think Austin Johnson is he's my five. <sighs> now, I like Slayton. Don't get me wrong. I like Slayton. I just think Austin Johnson understands the plays more. Yeah. I would I would like them to see I would like to see RJ McIntosh make it, but with his recent injury, I, I don't know if they're gonna uh, he, he might make yeah. the practice squad and they'll bring him up if, if anything happens, but I don't I don't think Slayton beat, beats out um Johnson. Only that's because fair. I mean Tomlinson is, is a proven nose tackle and that's what Slayton plays. Yeah. Tomlinson only missed like what ten snaps last season. I mean Yeah, he's Tomlinson is definitely your surefire nose tackle, but I think Ram is going to run a lot of rotation. I because that. I think I think he's going to run a more rotation than we're used to, but I think it's going to help us. And here's the thing. Look what we're finally arguing about. While we all trashed it in the offseason, you start looking at building a lineup and you start going, hmm, we have seven down linemen that can make this team. Who's going to actually make it? Maybe five, maybe six. One guy gets left out on practice. Like, we all thought that the down linemen were going to suck, but, you know, you start looking at it and you're like, hmm, you know what? It's not terrible. It's not terrible. No, it's really not that bad. It's overlooked. I overlooked it. I'm not going to lie. I I said, I, it in our, I said it in our group chat earlier. I'm going to wait to get some predictions, but I said it in our group chat earlier. <laughs> you did. Like, yeah. it's – now the, the Which brings me to the linebackers. This was another almost impossible yeah, position what, group to who, narrow down. Who's playing behind the <laughs> linemen? Who, who, what's the linebacker group in a 3-4? I've got 10. <laughs> yeah, dude, I think they're keeping like 10, man. Like, <laughs> I got 10. <laughs> you know what? I actually think they, they're – How many yeah. linebackers they dressing? I had nine, but you know what? I actually have nine. to admit, I'm in a mid-change. I think you might be right that they only do five down linemen and end up using, like, Fackerel as, like, a down guy as a backup because I think you got Marcus Golden as your weak side linebacker, which bringing him back is amazing, but he's kind of a down lineman anyways. Um, I actually think TJ Bronson makes the starting lineup at the left side and the inside. Really? And I think you, pay, I think Brunson and Martinez are your two middle guys. Um, over to, 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 I can't even pronounce his name. Tafa. I don't know um, because I think that's going to be one of those. <laughs> I, I think that's a position where I don't know who's really going to start, and I don't know if you're going to have a set starter there. Technically, I think they could get some. I think you could get a lot of split time between those two guys. Um, yeah. Tafa or Tua. I can't. Pronounce I'm with it. you. I think it's Taf. He has definitely flashed in camp, so it was. I just I think Brunson I just I think he's got a little more size if I'm not mistaken. So um, you know I wish they could put Fackrell in the middle, but I know they won't because it's not really his position. But it would be great if you could pair the two Green Bay guys together, literally side by side. Um, don't be surprised if Graham finds ways to get those guys to do some stunts and whatnot. Um, and then I think you got uh, my boy who I've been clamoring for having a breakout year since his rookie year, Lorenzo Carter. He is going to break out this year on the right side. All right. well, you're gonna need him to. So, who you got as your second uh, wave of linebackers there, Alex? Golden. What? Martinez. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. He's yeah. just naming all that are dressing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Golden, Martinez, Carter, and then Ta Ta Taifa Taifa. Okay. How- so that's your starters. Those are my starters. Those are my starters line starting linebackers. Okay. Obviously, they they they've invested in Ky- Kyler Fackrell, so we're gonna see him a lot. Well, he's also made a lot of noise in camp. Yep. They love him. Um, I, somebody that I, I like is Ryan Conley. Um, yep. Carter Coughlin as well. Yep. Um, I like O'Shane Eximenes. You think he's going to make it over Brunson? I think, I think he'll make it over Brunson, surprisingly. Okay. I like X-Man. I know he's not I know he's not a left side. He's not an inside linebacker, but I, th- I, think, I think he makes it over him. Um, only because David Mayo's down. Fair enough. Um, and I like I like Tay Crowder, man. Yep. All right. I, so, dude, he's a huge what is surprise that? That's pick. Nine to me. Linebackers. That's ten. That's ten. So, 
So we got we both have the same ten linebackers. Just a matter of who's oh, going to be starting. Yeah, right. that's nine. That's ten. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. That's, oh, was, that's I, ten. Yeah, it's no. Yeah, it is ten. Four, four, two. Yep. Because you got Brunson, you got Brunson and Tay Crowder as like your third kind of like fill and plug in guys if they need to, and then you've got you said you got Kyler. Um, yeah, got, I've got I've got you guys got drafted a lot of rookie linebackers, so I got to yeah, believe they're gonna... hard on it. Tay Tay Crowder yeah. though, I think Tay Crowder yeah. eventually, I think Tay Crowder eventually sees more snaps than Ryan Conley or T.J. Brunson. Dude um, is, possible. Dude has been a monster in camp. It's possible. I, I mean, hey, look again. It's a position group that, you know, we kind of overlooked maybe. And, like, actually, it's kind of deep and it actually could be good. The only problem it's, it's is like – It's like one of those teams where you build a, a bunch of no-names back in the 70s like Miami did, and uh, they're no, just hold on. good. How about, I think how about, that's what you guys are doing in the secondary. Well, how about we use the current team as an example? Um, <clears throat> it, it might be the team that our head coach came from. Yeah, maybe. I don't know about anybody else. Any of our, If anybody else happens to be a Giants fan listening to this podcast – I'm getting like, it, it's like deja vu looking at like our roster compared to what a Patriots roster is because it's there's yeah, but they they've always had some all pro players on they have. defense throughout the year. I'm not denying that. No, I'm not denying so you that guys. The Patriots. You guys need to get someone to step up and oh, be that. You're. I'm not. I will not disagree with that at all. That is a hundred percent valid comment. The only reason why I'm saying it like that is we have always known the Patriots to be a very rotational type team, and I think that's what the Giants have created. They are going to yeah. be a rotational team that's going to just work as a unit. Yeah. Well, speaking of rotation, it's been a, a, a <laughs> shuffle deck of cards in the secondary. That's you guys just sure. traded a seventh-round pick to Denver to get uh, Isaac Yidem, uh yep. corner. So now – Which I guess he's going to be getting – I mean – He'll get a start. I guess he's so, getting a so starter. Let's hear, I don't know. Let's hear who's in that back half in that secondary then. All right. You want to start corners or safeties? You, you, we'll you do corners. Well, no, you just, do your... do, just, do the, just do the entire backfield. You okay. let me know how many corners, how many safeties, who they're, ta- who they're keeping. Well, I guess evidently they're going to keep, I guess, five or six corners now. I think it would yeah. be – yeah, it's got to be It's got to be six now that they just signed Tatum. Yeah, uh, hate him. yeah I, they've got to. So I think he's either going to be a starter – or I think he's going to be a second plug-in guy. He may get time over like Darnay uh, Holmes, maybe. I but think the I Holmes think, kid is going to play. But I think Darnay Holmes is going to probably play. And I think – actually, you know what? He'll probably take over Chris Williamson's second, in my opinion. Yeah, so I, I think don't... you got I think you got Ballantyne and Bradbury as your two corners that are going to get your starts. Yep. And then I think you got Holmes and Item – or I, I – how what is it? Yitem. Why? Yitem. It's a Y. Yeah. Okay. Yitem. Um. Dar- I think you got Darnay Holmes and Yitem as your back as your two guys behind Valentine and Bradbury, and one of those guys like Holmes could wind up being like your slot corner. Um. Maybe nickel. You got Yitem. I don't know much about the guy to know where he might play, but I think that's going to be your four corners that'll be getting heavy rotation and heavy starts starting time. Um. You got and fifth then, corner making the team or no? You got what? You got a fifth corner making. Yeah, the I team think you're going to have four, to take. I think you got Grant light. Haley. I think yeah. Grant Haley still makes the team because he's been around for a little while. He's kind of like a weird fan favorite for some reason. Like every Giants fan knows who Grant Haley is for some weird. You've got reason. five corners. How I got five corners. Got, how many you got, Alex? I've got five corners. Same, same five? five. Yeah, same five. Bradbury, same Logan Ryan, Holmes, Valentine, Haley. Logan and... Ryan is not a corner, bud. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. Well, yeah, no, no. Sorry, he's a free safety. Um, he's gonna be a safety. Valentine Holmes. I don't think he's gonna start at safety for you guys. I think he's I gonna think play he corner. 
I think okay. your, safety, your safeties are going to be Peppers and Julian Love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have him. I have literally. Logan Ryan was an All-Pro corner at New yeah, England. I, I don't. I, I don't see him starting at free safety. I, I see that going to freaking Julian. But Love. I think Julian Love and the Peppers. young guys who can run. So my corners are Valentine, Ryan, Bradbury. Okay. I don't. I, I think. I think they'll let Ryan roam. And then um, Holmes and Haley. Those are and your then five. Holmes and then Grant Haley. Yeah. All okay, right. and where's I? Where's E I I two or whatever? So you got six. You say you're six. Sorry, yeah, because they just signed him. I've got okay. six. I just want to make sure I heard you right. So, all right. So, I can actually see that. My bad. Sorry. And then you got safety. Who do you got? You got Peppers. You got Love. Uh, I think you got this Ask You Henry kid that they've been kind of talking about. I don't don't know if he makes it, though, man. I think. What? Nate Ebner? Sean Chandler? Chandler might. It's possible. I don't know if it's possible. Or, or quite frankly, quite frankly, you throw Logan Ryan as a safety, to be honest. So, I've got Jabril Peppers, obviously. I've got Julian Love. Obviously, those are your two stop. Like those are your two those starters. Two no it would be an easier conversation if McKinney was there. Oh well, um, yeah, obviously yeah, it, would be, it would be Peppers and McKinney starting, and then Julian Love would get heavy rotation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know that Haskew makes it. I think Nate Ebner takes Haskew Haskew spot, and right, I think Don Chandler makes it. So I've got four safeties. There you go. So so ten defensive backs. I think that's fine. So we're not ten defensive backs. We're not off. linebackers. We're actually not that far off. To, I'm no, actually we're not. Su- Defensively, I'm actually pretty surprised. We're pretty spot on. But the Giants kind of made it easy. Like, they've really kind of narrowed it down to, like, you can't – most of the guys they got that are going to make the team are going to get you got, playing time. You got 26 on defense, 10 linebackers, 10 in the secondary, 6 down linemen. So 26 of your 53 on defense. I said 25. Uh, I said I shifted 25 So because uh, I said 5 down linemen. So then, obviously – Kicker has got to be Gano, right? Because they yep. brought him in. Mm-hmm. Which and I then, think actually is a steal of a decent kicker, yeah. to be honest. I'm he's not good. actually. He's got. He's been really good. It. And then punter, Riley Dixon. Riley he's Dixon. got the big he's leg. Still there. Yeah. Yep. No. No shock there. Now. Do now you he's keep good. A, do you keep a uh, a special teamer like a long snapper? Or yeah, a, I think they keep Kreider. Yeah, they they, they always got, keep a long snapper. They went, they, they went out and got Kreider. So yeah, they're, they're a very traditional it. team that way that they always actually have a guy slotted as linebacker. Yeah, long, and the Chargers like, could do that with Cole Mazza as their long snapper yeah. if they want if they want to. Um, so Quisenberry can do it, but Cole Mazza is a traditional. I don't know snapper. that I've ever seen a Giants roster where they didn't literally have the long snapper just one guy like. Yeah, Literally, maybe, maybe like in the '90s, but we've always yeah. had a designated long snapper. They've always done. It. All right, so so you guys are a co- uh, you know aside from what you think is going to happen really on the offensive line and wide receiver, um, which so is I just still got a breaking news. I called it when it happened, but uh, Fournette signing with the Bucks. Did, no. did it happen? It, so I just got I just got did it an just update. break. I just got a breaking news alert. Fournette's planning on signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, huh? which is something that I called in our group message the other day when I listed out some possible ones. Um, so that, that, that is breaking, news. See, That's breaking news here on the show. Tampa Bay just got a little bit better, in my opinion. Dang, man. That's that is okay. I, didn't, I mean, I thought he might have gone to the Saints or the Patriots or the Eagles. Yeah, yeah I mean – I guess it makes sense. I mean, the Bucks kind of have an ever-rotating backfield. And, hey, Fournette, I got a message for you. Welcome to what it's going to feel like to win. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's true. So, speaking of that, though, th- this breaking news and winning, we're going to shift now 
to our team predictions. What a transition. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah. What a segue. 27 seconds ago, man. Then, Holy crap. How about that? I get a transition three from the Heat, and I get a breaking news <laughs> title about Fournette. So, I bet you, I guarantee you Eagles fans are hella mad right now. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know that there's some teams that would have loved to have been like, yo, we got nothing at running back, and now you're letting a team that's already loaded on offense get him. So. That's crazy, man. Nobody would, nobody would trade for him, and here he is. They're signing him up to a I'll, deal. I'll, I mean, Tampa, Tampa, if you're a Tampa fan, you, you just got a little bit more giddy. I think that's the biggest running back Tom Brady's ever had, man. Yeah. No. Did he play with? Did Brady play with um Corey Dillon? He played with Corey Dillon for years, bro. Well, okay, yeah. that was back in the day, though. I'm talking yeah. about in recent years. They haven't really had. No, I, I agree with that. It's the. It's I mean, God, they went. The they had what? Six, uh, they had six running backs on their roster last season because they weren't confident in who the hell they were going to play. You know, there were some random years though in the Patriots no. where Brady had like uh, what Lawrence Maroney. Dude, Lawrence Maroney was another guy that had a name that was always like. Picked up yeah. like I mean, a, he's had decent guys, but it's always been makeshift with New England. Now he's got a bell cow, so we'll see how that goes. But as, close as to home, says, man. Segue, segue into team predictions, and there is no way on God's green earth that we're going to see eye to eye as we go down the list here. Oh, so, no, not a chance. Nope. So we're going to start. I'm going to name the team. I'm going to give you my record, and then you guys give me your record, and we're just going to go down the line. All right, you don't have to justify every record you got, but you okay. gotta you gotta at least tell me this is what you're penciling them in for, for the year. So I mean, I did mine in pen, so you know. Well, they got my. I mean, mine's on an Excel file, but that's just so I can plug in your stuff as well. So <laughs> we're gonna start in the AFC East, and like I said, we're gonna go team okay. by team. So we're gonna start off with the New York Football Jets, Gang Green, the other team that plays in East Rutherford and shares MetLife Stadium. I've got the New York Jets in all of their disarray going 5-11. and 11. Same. Okay. Uh, I've got them going 4-12. and 12. All right. So Matt's got 5-11. Matt's got and 11. Alex has got 4-12. and 12. Yep. All right. So we're, we're, all, we're all pretty close there. No, uh, no shock. Now, the New England Patriots, I've got them. Going six and ten. What? Yep, I actually do believe it or not as well. Nah, Matt, bro. you've got him six and ten. Matt, six and ten coming in. Uh, coming in second in that division for the first time in God knows how long. All right, so Alex, what do you got? Because I heard your shock. Nine and seven, but they won't. They won't win the division. So Alex has got them with a winning record, even though they still haven't named a starting quarterback yet. Yep. Uh, no. All right. The, I, I, I'm. Obviously, I don't disagree. I don't agree with it, but you're you're certainly con- more confident in that team being uh, about Belichick than about yeah, Brady. It is because that's what it is. I have said it. So look, I am. Th- I'm not. We, I'm not justifying every one of my records, but this is one I will. I have long said I think Belichick is the reason why they're good. I just don't see this team this year doing it. I think Belichick gets a. Obviously, this is not like a prove it year for him. He's done enough to prove it. I think they have a down year, and then they bounce back next year. I, but that's just me. No, that hey, you're not alone because I've got them six and ten. So six the and next 10. team, next team I've got um, in the division is obviously the Miami Dolphins. Um, you know, they're going in the right direction, but I still have them at four and twelve this year. Uh, I got them going in the right direction, but I got them at five and eleven. That's what. Yeah, I got them at five and eleven too. Uh, I think so, they end up in third, which I think actually a lot of that comes with. Tua, but yeah, it, it it certainly could. So 
So you guys are chalk there, and, and I'm, I'm one off. And then, uh, obviously, the last one, I've got uh, the Buffalo Bills at 11-5, and five, um, which obviously also makes them my uh, division winner. Yep. I've got, them at, I've got them at 10-6, and six, but division winner. Okay. All right. And I've got them at 11-5 and five as a division winner. All right, so there you go. So Matt and I are Matt and I are chalk there. Alex one off, but all of us have them uh, winning the division. So they're just gonna have that a good Bills season, man. I mean, God, jo- they got Josh Allen coming in third year. They got Stephon Diggs. They've got all kinds of weapons, man. They're, I think they're gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. So, well coach, where's our Bills Mafia at? Yeah, breaking tables. That's we're buying, table. buying them all two break. That's what they're doing. They're buying and two break. So uh, let's move to the AFC South. It's the division with the the Jaguars in it. And unfortunately I think they're going to be the sad cats this year. Um, I listen, I will catch flack and heat for this. Um, but karma is about to rear its ugly head. I've got them at two and 14. Yeah. The number one pick in the draft. Well, I don't know about number one pick, but I got nah. them at two and 14. So Alex, you've got them at two and 14 though. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Yeah, for sure. Nope. All right, Matt, what do you got them at? I'm going to agree that uh, I think they're going to suck, but uh, I got them getting one extra win. I got them at three and 13. So three and 13. All right. So, so still, so still pretty loud. Now, Matt, three and 13, is that get, does that earning them the first overall pick for you? No. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So we'll continue on then. So we both, we both agree that the the Jaguars are returning to the sad cats for this year. Oh, we're going to, we're going to bask in that glory of the sad cats motto again. There, Wherever we go to watch the games will be vacated of any Jaguars. Probably. Probably. So uh, I've got uh, the next team on the list. I've got the Indianapolis Colts. I've got them at 10 and six. All right. Did you see my notebook or something? Yeah. Now I've got them at 10 and six, but I also have them as my division winner. Yep. Uh, yeah. Right here. Uh, that's kind of eerie. I think we all think the same there with the Colts. Yep. <laughs> I think Rivers. I think Rivers finally wise? gets his. Uh, I think this is Rivers' swan song, personally. So Matt, what's their record? Ten and six. Yeah. So you got him at ten and six. Yep. yep. What do you got him at, Alex? I got him. I got him in first with ten and six. All right. So we're we all, all got chalk. him winning at ten and six. We yep. all, yeah, we're all chalk ten and six and division winners. It's yeah, it, it's their division to lose, man. Despite the yep. success Tennessee had last season, it, it's the Colts' division to lose. Fair enough. We'll right, get into so, it more about the final standings, but it's going to be a weird division. Yep, yep. So let's continue on with with that division, though. Um, the next team we've got is the Houston Texans. I've got Houston at eight and eight. Ooh, nope. As much as I think Bill O'Brien is a just absolute ass clown and this is terrible at his job, I still have them because of Deshaun Watson. I think they still find a way to get some good wins in there, and I got him at eight and eight as well. So Matt's got him eight and eight, chalk like me. All right. Now we I won't I won't say anything else on that pick yet, but there's more to it. Yep. Um, when we get farther down, Alex, what do you got him at? Six and ten. Okay, so Alex definitely sees differently on the Texans than Matt and I. All right. They nope. just do. They've gotten rid of their best pieces, man. They got Deshaun Watson. That's it. And they got Bill O'Brien trying to. Hey, Deshaun Watson is damn good. All right. I, hey, all look, right. I'm not saying he's good, but he's a one man show at this point. He's got no support. So, okay. so, and that that's, listen, I think they're, I think they're the worst coach team. They got the worst head coach in the league, but yeah. I still think decent enough to go. Defense is still good enough. So uh, the last team in that division, the Tennessee Titans, I've got them going 10 and six. 
Really? I do. Okay. What do you got, Alex? Uh, I'm I'm only I'm only one off. I got them going nine and seven. All right. So Alex has got them nine and seven, which leaves Matt. So I think that even though yes, I've talked up Tannehill, and I don't think he's going to be bad. I think Derrick Henry has a solid year. Give me them. I think they're going to be eight and eight, though. Okay, so you got them at eight and eight, just like Houston. That's fine. Uh, so to go back though, um, in this division, I actually have the Texans and the Titans as two of my wild card teams. Yep, same here. Okay. Do you? Okay. Yep. All right. So Matt, you got you got Houston and Tennessee both eight and eight, and both in the wild card. I got them both making the wild card at eight and eight because it's going to be a weird wild finish. And I think the Titans are going to see it as another slap in the face like last year if people discrediting them, and that's going to give them a run. Just my gotcha. prediction. So, Alex, do you have any teams in this division making the wild card? Uh, yeah, I don't have both of your teams, but I, I do have You got one. the Titans at 9-7? and seven? Yeah, I got the Titans at 9-7 and seven for all the right, wild so card. So, we've all got the same division winners in the East with the Bills, the same division winner in the South with the Texans, or with the Colts, I mean. Uh, we both have, or we all have uh, Tennessee as a wild card team, um, and Matt and I also have Houston as a wild card team. So, let's go to the black and blue AFC North. We will start with the uh, the terrible towel. I've got the Steelers at seven and nine. Hold on, you said Steelers. Yep. I've got the Steelers at seven and nine. I got them at eight and eight. Matt's got them at eight and eight. Okay. Uh, hold on, I'm trying to find my same page same ballpark. I actually weirdly think they actually are a decent team. I don't know, they've lost a lot and they're not really what they were, but yeah, no, I mean it's all, it all rides on the shoulders of Roethlisberger and how good that defense could be. Alex, what do you got him at? Man, y'all think I'm crazy? Well, I've got him. I've got him at ten and six. Ten? Okay, wow. all right. That mean that means that they're they're better than most people think. That's for sure. We all apparently are better than two of the teams in their division. Yeah, true. Uh, so um, yeah. So let's move on. So eight eight and eight for Matt, seven and nine for me, and ten and six for Alex. So there's the major one there. Um, now the the next team, the Baltimore Ravens. I've got them going tw- twelve and four and being the division winner. What you got? What else? do you guys got? Uh, I'm, I've got them. <laughs> I, I think this is the year they bounce back. I've got them going thirteen and three. So you got them back. The hell are they bouncing back from? I mean, they just didn't make it to the Super Bowl. In now the are they? Are they the division back. winner for you, Alex? Yeah, they're the division winner. All right. What do you got, Matt? Well, actually, I have the Bengals. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Joe Burris goes to the Super. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> So I got I got Baltimore winning the division as well, but I actually have them having a little bit of a rougher time at eleven and five. They're still okay. running laps though. They're still three games better than the Steelers. But so you got them you got them eleven and five, but still winning the division. All right. Yep. So uh, so the the Joe Burrow led Bengals. I've got them still building. I've got them at four and twelve. The Bengals. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, four and twelve, last in the division. All right. So you got them at four and twelve as well. What about you, Alex? Yeah, I'm right there. I'm at four and twelve with the Bengals. I just, I, I mean, yeah, they've got Joe Mixon and they've got, you know, Joe. Which Burrow we forgot to and, mention that they signed him. Yeah, they signed. He got a contract. To he did. He got twelve million, um, right? Four years, forty-eight million, twelve million uh, a year. So yeah. he's getting paid. So that's right. I mean, yeah, I think you know, I think they've still got a lot of work to do, especially on the on the uh, wide receiver side. 
Oh we yeah. All right, so uh, we'll go. We'll go to the last team in the division. This may be where my uh, surprise of all surprises uh, lies. I've got the Cleveland Browns at eight and eight and making a wild card spot. Well, I really hope that that doesn't happen. Simmons hell is going to freeze over. <laughs> I know. I've got the Cleveland freaking Browns as a, as an eight and eight team making the wild card. Uh, yeah, I don't have them making a wild card, and uh, I have them at seven and nine. You got them seven and nine. Okay, that's respectable. Absolutely. We're not I think they're there. good enough to win a couple games, but they're not good enough. They're not a playoff team. Not a chance. Yeah. All right. What do you got, Alex? I've. Uh, you guys are gonna laugh at me. I've got them going eight and eight. Yeah. But I have. I mean, Steve just said it, so. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I got have, the same record. I've got two wild cards out of this division. Okay, so you got you got a division winner in Baltimore. And I got the Steelers and the Browns. So there you go. So you've got the Browns as a wild card team as well. Yep. There you go. So I'm not as crazy as I may have thought, but alrighty then. Yep. So uh, we'll go out. We'll go out to the wild, wild west where the defending Super Bowl champs live. Um, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs going 11 and five and being my division winner. Oh, that's gotta hurt for you to say that. Oh yeah, but you know. I mean, he's kind of used to it. No offense. Yeah, I mean, we haven't won the we haven't won the division in a decade. So yeah, I mean, I'm cl- I'm close to you. I think this is going to be a tight division. Um, after the Kansas City Chiefs go twelve and four. Okay, so Alex has got him at twelve and four and a division winner. I'm guessing. Yep. All right. What do you got him at, Matt? Twelve and four, winning a division. All right. So you guys are chalk there. I'm I'm a little. Uh, I'm one game off. No, no big deal. I don't uh, care where you put the next three; they're all going seven to nine. <laughs> really? You got all three. They're at just seven there's nine just nine no hours? yeah. There's just no getting around it. Nope, I disagree. All right, so I've got uh, I've got uh, Denver at seven and nine. Alex obviously has Denver at yep. seven and nine. Seven and nine. What do you got, at, Matt? Eight and eight. Really? Right, so Matt's got Denver at eight and eight. Okay. You got a hard on for Denver, man. Dude, give me Drew. Dude. <laughs> I I think they did good with the draft, man. I, I like them. Give me Drew so, Locke, man. I've got um, I've got the uh, the Oakland Raiders of Las Vegas County at six and ten. Alex yep. obviously has them at seven and nine. Yep. What, what do you got them at, Matt? Bottom of the barrel, six and ten. All right, so you got them six and ten, just like me. Okay. So not nothing uh nothing crazy there with Oakland. We think that uh they're still they're still struggling. Um so, now. We'll we'll finish in the AFC say. with the we'll finish in the AFC with the Chargers where I had them predicted one way they lost Derwin James and now I've got them predicted another way, um, so I I have them at seven and nine on the season um, and uh, I don't have them as a play only the Chiefs winning the division um, are my are my playoff team out of this division so I've got the Chargers at seven and nine Alex obviously has the Chargers at seven and nine Matt what do you got him at I think you guys are gonna think I'm crazy, but uh, I actually got them at nine and seven. Yeah, you're crazy. Nine and seven. (laughs) I don't look. I love Derwin James. Y'all have heard me say it multiple times. Steve knows it. I don't think literally them losing Derwin James makes them a non-playoff team. I think they're a playoff team because you've got them as a wild card team, Matt. uh, I so I have them as a wild card. Three wild card teams. I have them as a wild card team because my only thing that I had a problem with is the Titans. I ended up with the Titans, the Broncos, and the Steelers all at eight and eight behind the Texans. 
so I got four teams at eight and eight. So I'm kind of like, eh, who's yeah, but obviously playoffs? one of them's going to get in based on some kind of tiebreaker. Basically, I thought the tiebreakers would go like this. I think it's going to go Chargers. Well, you don't have to announce your seeds yet. Oh, okay, cool. Never mind. We still got to go through the NFC. I thought we were doing them with the AFC. All right, cool. Never mind. Now we'll we'll wait until we'll recap it and then we'll go. Um, so we'll switch over to the NFC. All right. We'll stay. We'll stay out west. We'll go to the other team that's on hard knocks, and that's the LA uh, Rams. I've got the Rams going eight and eight. I got the Rams going nine and seven. All right, so you got the Rams with a winning record. So you obviously like McVay. Yeah, he um, does. It's not so much I like McVay. I just think that you've got a team that he's has... a good coach, though. He's a good coach. I, I think he's a, a good enough coach to get them as like a wild card. So do you have them as or, a wild card team? Are they your third wild card for this? Or no, they're first in the NFC. Yeah, they they actually are not, but they okay. could be depending. I mean, it, it really just Pick I don't one. have them as a wild card team, but I think they All could right. technically be. Alex, what do you got the Rams at? I've got them at eight and eight. Okay, so you got the Rams at eight and eight. Yep. All right. Now is that a, is that a wild card team for you? Nope. All right. So next we'll go to the Arizona Cardinals with that uh, fun and gun offense. I've got Arizona at seven and nine. Go ahead, Alex. I've got I've got them at eight and eight as well. Now is eight and eight a wild card for you? Nope. All right. What do you got them at, Matt? This is definitely going to be my. Uh, th- this is the one that's going to set me apart for sure. You're well, you either got them really good or really bad. I've got them actually being really bad. Okay. I just don't see it. I like Kyler Murray, and I think he's going to have a nice season. I just think they're going to have a sophomore jinx type year. Um, Very possible based on their schedule. And I think they go uh, really kind of bottom and barrel four and 12. Oh, wow. You got them picking high again. I do. But I think that's also where it's going to turn around because I think I don't think it's it's not like it's a make or break. Tyler, I think even at four and 12, he still keeps his position, his starting role going into the following season. And I mm-hmm. think Kingsbury obviously gets it because I think they're going to be that weird team that sucks, but still plays competitively in almost every game. Like I, I don't see them getting blown out at all. But they right, added so, they added D Hop. How do you? But the, I think their defense is is less than what people think it is. Well, I think that's four and twelve. They'll be drafting a good defensive player. That's. <laughs> I think they're going to get another defensive player to pair up with Isaiah Simmons. All right, so uh, San Francisco 49ers, I've got them at eleven and five and winning the division. Alex, that's a it's a it's a mighty fine one there, buddy. But I've got them going nine and seven. Wow! Wow! All right, Step back. I kind of I kind of like that. All right, you got them making the playoffs. I do have them making the wild card. Okay, All right, so you got them as a wild card team. All right, Matt, what do you got them at? Um, I got them as the division winners at twelve and four, but you'll see who they barely edge out. Obviously, so. yeah. All right, so that so that's fine. Matt and I, uh, we've got them both as division winners. Alex has them as a wild card. Uh, that leaves us with Seattle. I've got Seattle at ten and six, and I've got Seattle as one of my wild card teams. I've got Seattle at twelve and four as the division winner. Do you like Russell Wilson being the man? I do. I think he I, is the man. Look, I mean, yeah. come on. If you, I don't, if you look I don't at, disagree with that. We can we is. can talk about all the success that that San Francisco had last year, and they yeah. had quite a bit of it. Um, they almost lost it to the Seahawks, and they're a much more prepared team. So I think they come back with a fire, really pissed off about this division, and we see them kind of reignite that flame. 
Fair enough. So you got him at 12 and four. I've got him at 10 and six. Matt, what do you got him at? I got him at 11 and five as a wild card. Boy, how about that? An 11 win wild card team. That would be insane. Well, you'll see why. Um, You'll see why. But I think the 49ers stay really good and I think they keep a good record. But I don't think you guys got that NFC West loaded. Alex, you've got the worst team being eight and eight. No, I mean, I got the Rams at nine and seven, not making the playoffs. And then the Cardinals at four and 12. It's a tie no, between the worst team, though. The Rams NFC and the Cardinals West. are going to be 8-8. Eight eight. That's what I mean, saying. You guys fair. have that NFC West loaded. Well, yeah. I just think it's because the 49ers and the Seahawks are going to run it. But I think the Rams are also still decent enough. And they've got enough of the pieces yeah. that match in that division. I mean, both, the way, yeah. They the can Alex play against the run and they can no play against teams. the pass. Um, yeah. But see, I think the difference is, is I don't think Garoppolo is going to be what leads the 49ers. But I think it'll be that defense, and I think their running game will carry them. And then I think the Seahawks, actually, I think their downfall is going to be their offense. They're going to be competitive because I just don't see that being a really high-scoring division. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's going to keep them in that. But I think Seahawks got to work on that offense. Yeah. All right. No, no sweat. I mean, uh, listen, we've all got the same two teams going to the playoffs. Um, out of that division. So let's go okay. to the, the dirty NFC South. We'll start in Atlanta with the, uh, with the Falcons. Um, I've, got, I've got the Falcons going 6-10. and 10. I think they're stuck in kind of a, a purgatory right now. Um, so that's what I've got, 6-10. and 10. What do you guys got? 8-8. Eight eight. Alex, so? you got them at 8-8. Eight eight. Is 8-8 eight eight a wild card for you? Nope. Nope. All right. What do you uh, got there, man? I got them at 7-9. So Matt's got him at seven and nine. I'm guessing that seven and nine is not a wild card for you. Yeah, NFC is going to be way too tough to make the wild card on uh, seven. All right. So my favorite, my favorite team to predict on the show is uh, the Carolina Panthers. Um, I've got the care. I've got the Carolina Panthers at five and eleven. Okay. Nope. nope. What a Matt, Matt. What do you got, Carolina? At? Damn, you got to put me ahead of him. Oh yep. yeah, Alex. Alex deserves to get to go last on this one. Yep. Great. He's going to get even more of a platform to talk shit. What do you got for uh, run, uh, run Christian McCaffrey run? Pretty much I'm going to be the – I'll be the fan club of run I feel CMC. bad for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, what do you got? As much as I talk shit about Alex saying that they're going to be the worst, after all consideration, they're going to go 2-14. and 14. <laughs> Thank you. Got two, you got him at 2-14? and 14? <laughs> Dude, that defense is atrocious, man. They're going to get blown up. And they're not wow. even gonna be able to run the ball with CMC. They, they got surprised. no passing game. Run so CMC Alex, what do you got him at? Stuffed then? two and fourteen. Oh my god, picking number one overall. Um, right. I don't have them at. The, uh, it could number be one. They're it's picking number one. I'm they're gonna be tied with guts. another team. We'll get into it in a minute. I got them tied with another team. All right, we'll fair, see. fair enough, fair enough. So that leaves us then uh, to the team that just. Uh, just got done uh, working on signing Leonard Fournette. That's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I've got Tampa um, at nine and seven and a wild card team. No love. All right, you go for you go, Alex. You got Tampa at nine and seven. I want to yeah. get the last on this because I've been the one riding them on this podcast the hardest. Uh, what do you got them at? Go ahead, Alex. Uh, I've got them higher than that. Okay. Okay. What? I've got them ten and six. Okay. That's fine. Wild Are they a card. wild card or a division? Wild winner? card. You got him at the wild card. All yeah. right. So maybe I'm at, Matt. Matt. Maybe I've been sipping on Tom Brady juice. I don't know. 
Maybe I like Britarians a lot. I don't know. Maybe I'm a homer to Florida as a whole. I got them going three and I got thirteen and three. Thirteen and three. I think they're gonna run it. I I I think they're gonna be very good. Now here's my weird kicker. Is that a division division winner? winner. They are not my division winner. Thirteen wins and they're a wild card, huh? Yep. All right, so that means uh, we'll we'll get to now to the last team in that division, and that's the New Orleans Saints. I've got the Saints at twelve and four, and I've got them winning the division at twelve and four. I've got them at thirteen and three, winning the division. Okay. So me and Alex agree. I got them at thirteen and three, winning the division because I actually think they beat the Bucks twice. Yeah. All right, so you guys got but two I think the Bucks thirteen only have one win teams in the same division. I think I I've got two 13 win teams in the same division. Yep. So you got you got the Saints beating the Bucks twice. So that means the same that means Matt, according to you, yep. Tampa's losing three games yep. all year and two of them are to the Saints, which means they're only losing one other game. Yep. Wow. All right. I don't buy that. <laughs> I'm not I'm not buying that either, but all right, I'll give it to you. It's Look, predictions. You got to you got to have the balls. They'll be good enough to get a wild card because of the roster they have, but they ain't winning the division. I mean, right. maybe there's a slight chance they go twelve and four, but well, you got them thirteen and three. I mean, I like the I like the balls the balls you got for that one. There's no Dude, doubt. So. Look, I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, and I'll make it really short and sweet. Bruce Arians is a damn good coach. On, yeah. yeah, Bruce Arians is a damn good coach. They already had a good offense with blind ass Jameis, famous Jameis Winston. You got Crab Tom legs. Brady yeah, now. Right. You got Tom Brady now, who can just literally run circles around being able to pick apart defenses. He's still got it. And you got the two best tandem receivers in the league. You got a running game now, even more so now with Leonard Fournette. And you've got a damn good defense. Thank you. Done. Fair enough. Give, me, right, that, so give let's, me that Tom Brady experience. Let's right. go to the NFC North then. Uh, Chicago Bears uh, with oh. the quarterback uh, decision. <laughs> I've, got them, I've got Doug Bears going 5-11. and 11. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh I got him not much better, six and ten. Yeah, uh, Matt's got him at six and ten. I got I him at that defense. I got him at six. I got him at six and ten too. All right, so there we go. We're all we're all. And that's because to... of their defense. The defense <laughs> is literally going to win them six games, and it's really sad because that that defense deserves way better. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So uh, the next one we've got on there, uh, the Minnesota Vikings. I've got Minnesota, uh, especially now with Yannick Ngakwe acquisition. I've got Minnesota at eleven and five, and the division winner. Yep, that's where I got them. You got same thing. Same thing, eleven and five division. All right, what do you got, Matt? So I got him as a division winner, but I got him at ten and six. Okay. okay, ten and six division winner. Okay. So we all got them winning the division, which brings us to the the, the next team, the Cheeseheads uh, from Green Bay, Wisconsin, the Packers. I've got Green Bay. Also at eleven and five, and I've got them as a wild card team. Wow! Yeah. So you did a scaled back version of my NFC South, basically. Well, yeah, scaled back <laughs> because I've got them winning eleven and not thirteen or ten, not thirteen. You said eleven, so or eleven, yeah. <laughs> well, my favorite team to hate, uh, unfortunately, I think is decent, and I got them going uh, ten and six, like okay. the Vikings, but I think they get the uh, wild card. All right, so you still have them as a wild card team. Unfortunately. What do you got then, Alex? Yeah, I've got them at eight and eight. Oh wow! So Alex doesn't like them. I I just don't like what they have, man. I I don't, I don't think that they really have much going for so them is, this year. Is eight and eight a wild card team for you? Nope. Right, Mine so is sheerly by schedule. 
the Packers <laughs> are not a playoff team, according to Alex. Then, all right, they didn't. Well, they, didn't they didn't do anything, man. They they did nothing to help their team. I think they That's wiped. Fine. I think they destroyed. destroyed. No, they kind of did. Unfortunately, but this, this they, team they had destroyed the Bears last year. As much as I hate to admit it, and you guys know, are they how... five games worse than last year? Alex? No way. Yep. Not not a chance. Yep. Here's why. And oh, I. Wow. It, this is I, literally hurt, Matt. I don't think they're five games worse. This is this is hurting me to my core to admit this. <laughs> I Be true to yourself. I, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it hurts my core, but I think the Packers. I, I think Aaron Rodgers got a wake up call, and I think he comes out and has a good year. Now, I don't think he's going to be like elite top three, but he's going to have a damn good year, and it's going to show, and they're going to be ten and six. Nah. Dude, he's already admitted he's gone back and watched film and critiqued himself. When have you I mean, ever heard? When have you ever heard Aaron Rodgers actually say something bad about himself? I mean, that's that's cool, but I, I don't think that's a, enough for them to. But ten, to, I'm not. Hey, I'm not crowning them being like this world-beating team. Their ten and six is the last wild card in my prediction. Listen, the team, felt, the team felt strongly enough about a, a quarterback this year to draft one. So I'm. I'm well, they didn't draft a quarterback that's going to start anytime soon. So well, it's not like you know. Let's be we, real. We hope. We, you, you I mean, have... I would love him to start week two, but you know. So last team, last team in the division, uh, Detroit Lions. I don't think they're going to be very good. F. I've got them at, I've got them at four and twelve. What? Yep. Get, three and thirteen. Get, homie. What? Alex, you got them at three and thirteen. Trash. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what do you got, Matt? Give me, give me the beard, man. That, I give me Patricia. You give me that like beard, Patricia. Give me that beard. He's he's now created his team. They're still going to be bad, but they're going to be seven and nine at least. They're going to be a competitive team. No, oh, what are you nine. talking about? Wait, seven where? Nine, huh? Because they signed DeAndre Sift and Jeffrey Akuda? No. <laughs> uh, I think Akuda really helps them. I think they – clearly, we talked about it earlier, signed a sure guy on their line. Listen, They've it, got a good running listen. back. They've got Matthew Stafford, who's the most nah. underrated quarterback in all of NFL. Yeah, um, okay. Listen, they don't have any offensive weapons to help him out, okay? He's never Matthew, had them, and he still passes for 5,000 yards. It doesn't matter. You can pass well, for 5,000 well, yards and still not do anything. Uh, well, the Bucks still did a little bit of something with James Famous, James Winston, and guess what? Stafford doesn't throw as many picks, so boom. And Patricia's saying. a good coach, regardless of what people say. He's finally got his team. He's created – got to remember, Detroit man. Detroit is picking top five. Patricia came into, like, the sh- <laughs> one of the shittiest situations, and he's made them competitive. They haven't put up wins, but they've been competitive. Not Stafford no. finally gets a little competitive, but still is the Matthew Stafford that we know at 7-0. All right. I can't so believe that I brings us... that big of a case for a 7-9 team. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> that brings us to the last uh, division, the NFC East, where it always oh, seems, to be a, seems to be a battle. Um, I've got uh, – I'll start it off. I've got the uh, the Dallas Cowboys. I've got them going 9-7 and seven and winning the division. Who? The Cowboys. Yep. Oh, God. Do I have to admit this? Yeah, right. Well, what do you got, Alex? God damn it, man. What do you got? First of all <laughs> – <laughs> I, I just want to touch pace. Matt Patricia's nine nineteen and one. I don't want to hear it. Whatever, whatever. I really don't <laughs> want to say this. Oh God, Dustin, I really hate your bald head. <laughs> I think the Cowboys, unfortunately, go eleven and five. And Jesus, oh, wow. eleven and five, huh? Are they your division winner? Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Uh, All right. Well. I mean, I don't have them that much off of that, but not quite that because I think yeah. they're going to be. A, I think they're going to be a mediocre ten and six. Meaning, I think they're going to be a flawed ten and six team winning the division. All right, so you guys, we all have them as division winners. 
The question yeah. is, I mean, let's a- be real. Let's be real football fans. There's not another team in that division that's going to fight for that division for the winner. Now, fair enough. That's going to sound weird when I tell you my predictions of wins, but all right. Well, I've got I've got the next team on the list. I've got the Philadelphia Eagles. I've got them at eight and eight. I'm going to punch you in your fucking mouth when I see you. <laughs> what do you got them at, Alex? The Philadelphia Eagles will be third in the division at six and ten. Okay, six and ten. What do you got them at, Matt? So, I had them at eight and eight. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm rolling. I'm 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 sticking eight and eight. I kind of want to change them because I think they're gonna suck, but I think for some reason they'll have some weird Philly magic that they somehow pull out of their ass every once in a while, and they'll be eight and eight. That left when Cole's left. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll go now to the Washington football team. Um, one of my favorite predictions to make so far in the show. I've got them going three and thirteen. Okay. All right. I've, They'll have the second pick in the draft. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll give it to you. Sec. Yeah. I've got them. I've got them. I've got them going three and thirteen as well. Ah. Uh, so you got the same thing. All right. I think I'm they win go. one more than the Panthers. <laughs> What nope. do you got him at, Matt? Nope. I got him being abysmal like the Panthers at two and fourteen. Wow. wow. Nice. So are they even your with their defense? Pick? Yeah, I think I just I, I just don't see that team actually having any real identity. Even though the defense is good, I think it's just it's gonna get lost in the shuffle. It's gonna be a waste of talent for some of those guys, and it kind of sucks for them, but you're at the bottom of the barrel, you're gonna be picking number one overall because you don't even have a fucking name. So <laughs> you suck. You're all over the place. Your owner is a piece of shit. Like he should get kicked out of the league. You're, you're a terrible organization. Sorry, <laughs> we the, need to we need to rate our show NC17 this episode. <laughs> Sorry, the Washington TBDs just suck. I will not call them the football team because that is the most absurdly corny thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Fair enough. Fair enough. I agree that I'm glad that they didn't try to force something because it could have been even worse and embarrassing for just football in general. But yeah, TBDs, you suck. You're two and fourteen. Haskins is terrible. Rivera, you're going to literally kill your like career as being thought of as being a good coach. Well, that means uh, – so the last uh, AFC team we did was the Chargers, which means the last NFC team we're going to do is the Giants. Um, I think they're, I think they're uh, an improved football team, but I still have them at 6-10. and 10. Oh, man. Who's going to fight for the last one to say this? Oh, you know I mean? my God. No, look, I'm torn between nine and seven and ten and six. And I, I know that sounds ridiculous, but when you really comb over the, the, the team that we have and the, wow, you're a homer. And the coaching, no, if you look at everything, like the whole scope of our team and the schedule we have, I really think that they can pull off nine or ten wins. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you too much on that because, uh, so what do you got? What do you got him at officially? Actually, yeah. What do you have him? You said two different. Uh, I'll, I'll go, I'll go nine and seven. All right. Nine and seven. Alex has got him at. Well, and is that, is that a, is that a, a wild card team? That is my wild card team. All right. You got him as a playoff team. I, I think they're going to surprise some people this year. All right. Um, I think they're one year away from the playoffs. But I don't think they're going to win the division. I think they'll they'll make the playoffs in the wild card. I, I clearly freaking we win. got that. I don't think they're. I think they're one year away from the playoffs. 
But I am fully buying into the Joe Judge Kool-Aid because the man jumped in the mud on a fumble recovery drill, and that was fantastic. It's a great, he's a great coach, man. But I got him, I got him at nine and seven. I think they're going to be a really good team. But I just think the NFC is a very stacked conference this year, and I think you're going to have a few winning teams m- miss the playoffs. No, nah, we're going to have two teams make the playoffs and two shit teams not make the playoffs. <laughs> well, you guys both got him at No, I mean, seven. I didn't say the East. I said the conference. Uh, so okay. I think you're going to have two – I think you're going to have a couple teams that are uh, good that uh, miss. Uh, and, I think, and I think the Eagles are 8-8, eight eight, so they're not bottom barrel. So uh, so now bad. that we've got we've got our teams and our, and our record predictions, we've got who's the division winners and who the wild card are, we're going to go now. We'll seed our seven – teams uh so we'll start with the afc um i've got baltimore being the number one seed at 12 and 4 they'll have the bye uh i've got kansas city as the two seed the bills as the three seed the colts as the four seed uh being your four division winners i've got the titans as the five the texans as the six and the browns as the seven okay okay So Matt, I'll let you go ahead and list uh, list your t- your seeds one through seven for the AFC. Okay, uh, I got number one is the Chiefs at twelve and four. All right, my Bills are number two, eleven five. Ravens gotcha. eleven five three, and then the Colts rounding it out ten and six. Yep, uh, I got the Chargers making the first wild card at nine and seven. So they're your five. I got it pains me, but I got the Texans at six. Eight and eight. All right. And then this is where I don't know how the tiebreakers are going to fall, but I got the Titans being eight and eight as the last wild card. All right. So the Titans are your seven. Okay. So you got you got Kansas City one. You got uh, Buffalo two. Baltimore three. The Colts four. You got the Chargers five. The Texans six. And the Titans at seven. Yep. All right, Alex. So what do you got? Uh, so I've got the Ravens at one. All right. Chiefs at two. All right. The Bills at three. All right. The uh, – where am I at? AFC you got Raven, South. You got Ravens one. AFC South. Yep, you got Ravens one. You got Chiefs two. You got Bills three. I've got the Titans four. No, excuse me. Excuse me. Colts four. Colts four, yep. I've got the Steelers five. Steelers are five. Okay. I've got the Patriots six because I forgot to mention them as my wild card, my three. Okay. Got Patriots six. Yep. And then I've got the Titans at seven. Oh, wait. No, you didn't have Patriots. You had, uh, oh, yeah. You you did. did. Yep. And then you got the Titans. Yep. All right. That's a hell of AFC. Yeah, we've got similar similar teams. Obviously, we both think that the Ravens and the uh, Chiefs are kind of the cream of the crop in the AFC. Give me the Bills, baby. Uh, Well, you like the Bills, but they're I mean they're they're obviously a good team too. Give me Uh, give that two seed. Yeah. So let's go now to the the NFC side of it. I've got. my top seed in the NFC, I've got the Saints, number one, the 49ers, number two, the Vikings, number three, and the Cowboys, number four. Those are your division winners. I've got Green Bay, number five, Seattle, number six, 
and uh, Tampa Bay number seven. Yep, we're mirror image, except I just got some uh, little different slots. Uh, right. Saints is number one. So your Saints are Saints are one for you. That thirteen and three, you know. Um, <laughs> the Forty ers coming in at number two. All right. I got the uh, Cowboys edging by you know tiebreakers and whatnot at ten and six over the Vikings at ten and six as your fourth division winner. Okay. And then I got the Bucks being the wild card at thirteen and three. <laughs> hey, that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Okay. Um, I got Seahawks at five and eleven and five, and then my Packers. Unfortunately, that I love to hate uh, at ten and six, the last got, wild card slot. You got a lot of you got a lot of good teams in the NFC. There's no doubt about it. Yep, I told you I I got three, two nine and seven teams not making it, and then an eight and eight not making it. Yeah, no, I mean that's. That's impressive, dude. There's no doubt about it. NFC is better than AFC forever and always. Sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. And uh, before we uh, transition over to um, Alex's picks, just want to let you know that the Miami Heat just took game two on the Bucks and are now up two games to nothing. Jimmy Butler got fouled with zero seconds left and hit both free throws to win the game. They, they won on free six. throws. They that won is on free the least throws. uneventful thing I've ever heard. Well, the, the way that the okay. game happened, uh, awesome. Miami kind of Miami choked away a 10-point lead with less than two minutes to go because – the Bucks were getting all the fouls called their way, um, but anyway, I Back digress. Miami is now six and zero in the playoffs, and they're up two games to nothing on the number one seed uh-huh. in the East. Uh-huh. So, Alex, your uh, your top seven seeds in the NFC. Obviously, number one is going to be the Saints. All right, so you've got the Voodoo Makers uh, at number one. Got number one Saints. Number two is Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks. All right. Yep. Uh, as, as, as much as I, God, I hate saying it. I've got the Eagles at number three. You can't have the Eagles. I'm sorry. I'm looking at some, so just stop. It, I got the Cowboys at number three. All right. I need to calm down them seltzers. Yeah. Shut up, man. So I, I've got, got Minnesota at number four. Okay. Yep. Minnesota is at number four. So now your wild card seeds. Yeah. This is where it gets fun. So you got what? Tampa at five. Tampa <laughs> at five. Yep. Tampa at five. Okay. I've got the Giants at six. All right. That means you got the 49ers at seven. 49ers at – yeah, 49ers at seven. All right, there you go. So that means what you're telling me, Alex, is that you've got your six-seeded Giants, right, who would play your three-seeded Cowboys in the opening uh, round of the playoffs. Yeah, I, I – yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> That is the most Homer pick I've ever heard, but I, at the same time, I honestly am like – I would not be surprised. Well, I would it, be surprised. It wouldn't be surprising, man. Like, I, it, I mean, I wouldn't. There's a chance it can happen here. I just think the NFC is deeper, so I just think that's the only – that is Look, legitimately I, the only reason why. I don't think the Eagles are doing anything. I think we're about to see them drop to being just a terrible – Well, let's put it this way. In, in my prediction, the Rams, the Giants, and the Eagles – would all pretty much lock in for the playoffs in the AFC. All right. All right. So that just tells you, you know, I think the AFC is very top heavy. I would, I would agree with that hundred percent. I think the AFC is top heavy and it's going to be a crap shoot for those wild card spots. And I think that the NFC is loaded and some good teams are going to miss out. Yep. Yep. So we got, we got a lot that we covered boys. Um, like that I said, did. there's, so there's certainly some, you know, I believe it or not, we were a lot more chalk or close to it 
than I thought we were going to be on some of these picks. Some of them are definitely major, major differences, but we're a lot closer either dead on or a game off on a lot more of our predictions than I thought we were going to be. So a little, yeah. a little surprised there. Um, I will be honest. The I'm NFC definitely surprised that you guys put, um, put your giants as a nine win uh, football team. Um, How dare you, sir? No, that, I mean, it's fine. I'm just surprised. I, you guys are definitely looking at the ceiling and the glass half full and drinking the Judge Kool-Aid, which is Well, okay. I'm drinking Judge Kool-Aid, that's for sure. Yeah, like no, that, that's fine. You're allowed to drink the Judge Kool-Aid. It's okay. Um, but I'm glad we have we're going to get to watch them play in 12 days uh, or 13 days on Monday Night Football uh, prime time. So we'll see. Um, I, all right. You know, Since we said it, I call them winning and beating the Steelers opening night. Well, we're well. We're gonna preview all week one's games next week's show. So well, you can, you can put you it in now. Bag you're early. Gonna to, I don't care. You're gonna have to stick. You're gonna have to stick to it next week. So I'll uh, stick to it for 13 days. Yeah. So next week, uh, no, not 13 days. We got a show in a week. Well, well you know, whatever. Yeah. So uh, we're next gonna see week. how wrong we are on roster predictions come Saturday. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're gonna we'll we'll look up at Saturday. We'll see the final roster. We'll come back to this and we'll be like, geesh. Um, <laughs> So next week close. we will uh, next week we'll get into our um, our NFL whip around, but we will also preview not only NFL Week One games, but we'll preview college football as uh, yes. as college football, one of the greatest sports on earth, uh, starts well. up. Um, Miami is obviously uh, what ten days away from play. They play on Thursday night, the twelfth. Um, yep. So Miami Miami will play the Gators. Unfortunately, don't get to go after a national championship until the 26th of September. Yeah, so we'll be um, talking about the uh, ACC because <laughs> apparently the SEC doesn't feel necessary to start playing football in the beginning. Of yeah, the they're, they're, they're waiting a little out. bit. Some of the other colleges are playing. Um, there's some games on even this weekend. So next week we're going to preview not just NFL and, and get into the betting lines and, and the games and what we think is going to happen, but we'll also hit on what's upcoming with college football. Um as well as any kind of uh, current events. So, boys, another another good show tonight. Uh, we brought a lot to it, um, but hopefully everybody listened and enjoyed it. Once again, we thank uh, our, our supporters at Strings and Engine 15 for helping us bring the show each and every week. Um, and uh, like I said, uh, follow us if, if you can. Uh, pound the pigskin on our Facebook page. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify as well as Anchor. Uh, so subscribe to us, listen, follow, share. We appreciate the support. Um, we'd love to keep bringing the, the football conversation. So, boys, another good show again tonight. Yeah, man. It's been fun. A- absolutely. So, uh, next next week, we'll uh, we'll really start to dive into what we think uh, is going gonna, is gonna to happen on a week-by-week basis by looking at the games and getting into some cool stuff, uh, talk a little fantasy football for people who may need some fantasy advice. So, uh, it'll be a good show. So, for uh, for Alex and Matt, And myself, it's been another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. And we will see you next week.